if we were to just take a minute um, to think about our inheritance, our heaven, our, her our eternal home, our inheritance. Why is it in our inheritance? It's ours because we, we belong to him. He's welcoming. He's, going, he's preparing a place. Wow. Imagine what the first day in heaven is going to be like. You can only imagine how many went to that movie and saw that. None of you. I did. Yeah. It's okay. You can go to that movie. Uh, inspirational. But it came out of his pain, didn't it? It came out of his pain. Oftentimes we are, 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 we grow the most when we're in a difficult, the most difficult times. We think about how we grew. I remember, Daryl, when you had your accident, I remember when the doctors, you, you, you testified, the doctor said, you know, we're, we're not giving any, really any chance to live. They were ready to pull the plugs, right? But your family said, we're going to pray. I believe that's made a difference. One of our friends, who John Adams, who's been a pastor, he's been a children's evangelist, came down with cancer, critical, critical. I don't know how many months it's been now. It's been, I think it's been over a year, but the doctors basically sent him home to die, but he's still alive. <laughs> he's not supposed to be here. <laughs> but God, see, but God. When we think about who's really in control of our life, it's God. And no other thing, no weapon formed against us can prosper, Isaiah said, because he will condemn it, and anything that tries to come against us, he will have the blood of Jesus, our shield, our defender, the word of God, or our sword. And we're using it. Our sword of the word of God is our living and active. The sword is the word of God, that which we can cut through the, 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 the affliction. We can cut through uh, uh, untruth. We can cut through the society that is uh, going away from God. We can cut through and see this is the way. We can cut through the jungle and the mess that is, is in so many ways in our culture and the life and the lives that are struggling. I'm going to take you to a real simple passage today, and I'm sure you probably, most of it, you probably already have it memorized. No, it's not John 3.16, but it's Proverbs 3. How many remember a lot of Proverbs chapter 3? Good number of you. Where I'm still kind of... Uh, well, not kind of, but I'm still on the subject of healing. And I'm going to expand upon it for a bit uh, today, and we'll see what happens next uh, Sunday. But I want us to think about this. Our, our being depends upon the Lord. Our well-being, our health, our, our, our welfare, our, our, the way we can even move and have our being is because of God. 
The psalmist said, you are wonderfully created. And we talked last week a bit about how God has built the body to heal even itself. You think about a broken bone, you think about a cot, you think about, you know, things people have come out of. I have a niece, uh, and well, actually it was my nephew Tim, and her, his wife at, at the time back, I don't know, it's been 20 plus years, they were actually hurled out of, uh, they, they, they went into a spine, they hit a, they hit, uh, a shoulder and they hit, uh, I think they hit something and it, it, spent, it sent their car into a spiral in midair and, and someone was driving, I think a tractor, and saw them ejected out of, their, out of the window. They were thrown many feet and landed in a swamp and laid there thinking they were going to die. In fact, I think uh, his wife had to hold his t head up a little bit to keep, keep him in air. And they're, they're doing fine. Tremendous episode. People have gone through tremendous things. God is, if God, if God says it's not your time, it's not your time. Right? It's all, it, the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. That's, in other words, we all have an appointment should the Lord tarry. It's okay. You know, guess what? We can die in peace. We can die, we can look forward to stepping into the presence of Jesus. For the believer, death is it's a promotion. And so we're not to be, but, but there are ways to, to do our best to stay healthy. One of the things that cause our bodies to struggle, and you all know this, is the word stress. Right? How many have had a little stress lately? You know, maybe. How many know you sometimes you don't realize how much stress you're under? And you went through something. Hey, man, I didn't realize I was really carrying a load, a load. And that load, you know what? How do we unload? How do you unload? How do you refresh? How do you renew? How do, how, what does the Bible say? And I want to look at Proverbs 3 because I really think that this has some real key verses of truth for us today that we can live we can live uh, a better life. We can live healthier. We can, we can stay uh, on top emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so I'm just going to jump in at verse 3, at Proverbs 3. Don't let kindness and truth leave you. People who are kind are happy people. They have something to give. People who are kind have a peace about it because many times it's because they've learned the secret of giving. Well, they're not snarling at the world. They're not snarling at the next door neighbor. Always mad because there's somebody always touching their stuff. <laughs> do, not be, uh, do not let kindness and truth leave. Friends, we are to walk with the light of Jesus. And they will see him by your love for one another. He goes on, he says, 
Don't that truth leave you? Oh, my word. Is the world mixed up or what? <laughs> is the world, is our culture waffling, trying to figure out who we are now? Hmm. Let's, let's go back to where God says who we are. I believe in the word of God that I believe it's of God that he orchestrated and he put together the family unit, a man and a woman. And they have children. And then they raise those kids to know God and the family. Boom. We have families. And all of a sudden now, when we get into this thing, sin entered the picture. Satan comes to tempt Adam and Eve. And of course, you know the story. They gave in to sin. Sin entered into the world. Now we all have a problem. Now we're all trying to figure out, well, maybe it's just okay if I do whatever and I'll try to figure it out at the end of my life. See, some people want to just kind of you know, but religion, I call it religion because that's what many people call our faith and religion. You may never have that chance, friend. And the Bible says today is a day of salvation. We may not, we don't, we don't know if we'll live tomorrow. We don't know if we could be snatched. I don't want to have any questions. I want to be ready. So let that truth Always staying in the word, always staying in his truth, just to bind it around your neck. And, uh, it's almost like we know, tie a string around your finger so you can remember why. If you can remember why you tied that string around your finger, then you'll jar your thoughts back to what. And if you forget, I'm getting more forgetful to, you know, you know I don't want to have a senior moment, you know, we call it senior, we, a senior moment. Someone going, huh? What's that? We all need to be renewed every day. What do we fill our, what do we put in our mind? What should we start out in our day with? Oh, it's, I think it's good for us. To, you know, this is the day the Lord has. This is the new day. This is the day that God is going to do something. God is at work. This is the day he could come back for the church. This, it could happen today. It, I have a, are you wondering when the trump is going to sound? The Bible says the trumpet of the Lord is going to sound. I, I wonder if how close it's getting to the angel's lips where the trumpet of the Lord is going to sound. What's going to happen is then the church is caught up. We talk, talked about a catching away. They'll meet the Lord in the air. Maybe we won't have to face death. We might get caught up before we have to face it. But if death should come, we're okay. We're in the presence. Look at this, verse 4. You will find favor. So you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Listen, what is more important, to find favor with God or with man? Let me put it to you this way. Jesus grew in stature and wisdom 
And it says he grew in favor with God and man. He grew in favor. In other words, God gave him favor. If he was going to do anything, and if we're going to do anything, we need God's favor. We need God's blessing. That's what favor means. In other words, God gives to us the open door. If it hadn't have been the Lord that's been with you all these years, what would you have done? What could you have done? How could you have made it this far? Except for the grace of God, the favor of God. I'll get to the part or the main thing today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust. I don't know about tomorrow, but I know one who does. Trust in the Lord. I'm not sure even what I'm going to say when I get there. I'm not sure if I'm able to do that job, but I'm going to trust God. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. But whatever happens, I'm going to trust God. If I pray and the healing comes, hallelujah. We expect healings. But if we pray and the healing doesn't come, then we'll say, I'm going to trust God. Even as the children of Israel trusted God, even if our God does not deliver us from the fiery furnace, they said, we will not bow down. We will not give in. We will not back off to our stand. And a church needs to stand, stand, basically live by the principle. Stand and not bow to the enemy. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Oh, my goodness, I can't figure a lot of things out. I, there are a lot of things that don't make sense in life. There are a lot of things that we cannot really come up with a an answer. But we know this. We don't have to know it all. We don't even have to understand all of it. We know enough of it that God is in control. And this is the part where I love to make our focus here. We skip down. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body. And refreshment to your bones. How many of you could use a little refreshment? A little nurturing, a little boost. My uh, mom would, she had every ailment in the book. I love mom. She's passed on for, I don't know how many years, 15, seems like. She was about 85. She was one of the moms who canned everything for you and neighbors. You know what I mean? You had 4,000 shards of beans. And she, she was a great cook. Cooked bread like Every one day a week, she'd do the laundry. Another day of the week, she'd be uh, 
in the garden somewhere in between. Always busy. And us kids just took that for granted. Right? Life was good, man. Food on the table. But one day, Mom got sick. It was, she was like going through her menopause at the same time. Dad was struggling with the farm and ended up bankrupt. And my dad goes to me one day, he says, pray for Mom. I think she's losing her mind. What, was he, what he meant was, that she was depressed, and she wasn't. She was so discouraged, so low that she just felt everything was coming in on her. Let me say this: depression is real. And th let me say this: because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're exempt from it. But here's what we can do to fight it: we have a weapon. We have a good word, and we have to speak to the man inside. We have to speak to the spiritual man. Say, you know what? Maybe things aren't what we want them to be, but we have a place we know we're going to end up that's going to be far outweigh the problems right now. If we've got to get ourselves in a discipline. I'm not saying there's any easy answers. And I believe in that sometimes there's instant healing, but many times it's a process of time and perseverance. Prayer, eating right, exercising as much as you know as you can and making trying to do what you can and then letting God free you up inside I really think that there's a key to this verse because it, as, it, as we read about what we, we talked about trusting in the Lord we said we we said don't uh, you know let truth uh, uh, leave you we, we've talked about uh, not letting kindness leave you if you will treat others well, I believe it'll pay off. You know what? One of the things that hinders many times our healing or stress is bitterness or unforgiveness. What in the world are we thinking? But we need the help of the Lord many times to forgive over. Because it, if we're human, bitterness and unforgiveness want to keep crawling back up. Wants to crawl back up in that place. <laughs> Only by the Lord's grace. When Ephesians, Paul talked about um, to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Forgive as Christ. What Christ forgave because he could see past the hate see past the humanity and see a soul an eternal soul that's going to either be in hell or be in heaven and he says I will give my life a ransom so that they can be in heaven if they choose me they will be there I will put myself aside and so this good word that we have here it's more than we could imagine. It's more than we, I think, realize to our, our health, our, our well-being. You know, what we need to focus on as a church, as a church body, we want to grow in numbers, yes, but let's keep growing and being healthy.
Let's focus on being healthy. Let's pray. Let's be a people who love God. Let's be a people who love our neighbor as ourselves, love God, love people. Let's be a people who begin to appreciate life. We love life. We want, we want to be a people that reflect the attitude of Jesus, that Jesus attracted people to himself because he was a person who had the love of God. The Father's love was in his heart. Wherever he went, there were needs, and he would do something about it. He was God. He was Jesus. Oh, man. If we could walk with Jesus back then, what would we do? Listen, you can walk with Jesus now. You are walking with Jesus. When you think about him, when you pray, these prayers that we say, you know what, God, I don't understand all this going on. I don't get it, but you do. So just put your finger on just put your finger on it. Take care of this, Lord. Put it in my heart. What is it, what is it that I need to do? I can't fix it all. So number one point, if you take notes, if you're one of the persons that takes notes, transferring your burden to the Lord will help your body be whole, be well be stronger, or be healed. Transferred, transferring your burdens on the Lord. We know the scripture that 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. Anxiety is real. Ang anxious. Get upset. Become overwhelmed. Become even, we begin to, Think of all kinds of things that could go wrong. You know what I've appreciated about that little Jesus Calling book that we read in our home, that little devotional? If you don't have one, we can help you get one. It's just a short, little, everyday portion. It's called the Jesus Calling. How many have that? Yes, good for you. Oftentimes, it speaks to the, the very thing I need for the day I'm going. I don't know how that happens. But it's because God's word is living and active. And so many situations that we're going through, God's word can help us. So I'm reading it one day, one morning, and it says something about when I try to, when you try to plan, and I'm not saying that we should never plan, but when you try to plan, you if, in other words, if you've got to lay everything out exactly, and if it doesn't go that way, it just freaks you out, and you go, no, oh, I can't handle this. Oh, boy, I'm stepping on people's toes. If you're a planner, keep planning. I, I, I need you, okay? We need planners. We need organizers. Well, what it comes back to is even in spite of my plans, they might go south. I'm sure, Sue. And Bob, we're ready to go home, but it was setback when Bob fell. It's still a setback. But somehow God is going to get you too. God of grace. So we have to be able to transfer. We can get burnout carrying other people's burdens as well. My mom, and it's Mom's Day, a couple weeks here. 
Here I am picking on my mom. Uh, she would worry a little bit, maybe a more, little more than maybe most people would kind of, you know. But that she wouldn't. She would. It's because she had heart. It's because she cared. She didn't want people to suffer. She didn't want people to be loose, lose out with God. Or, but she would take time to pray. And I, I would, mom would be so tender. Uh, as soon as you pray with her, she, she'd cry. She'd cry. Just came. It just, just tender. And then she wouldn't say much. She would just cry. And she'd say, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, when you don't know how to pray, just say, Jesus, Jesus, he's there, Jesus. When I broke my leg, I cried, Jesus, I need you, help me. There's a split second. Your mind can go that quick to Jesus. In split second, Jesus is always with you, but he's there to give you the wisdom. You can't see what's down the road. But when you get there, he may help you avoid, be avoid an accident. He may have a delay for a reason. We don't always understand. Lean not on your own understanding. We can't say to God, well, you've messed up. Why did you do this to me? Why did you let this happen? We can, you know what, before we get to Job, I'm not going to dwell on Job too much, but Job, the man who lost his family, his, his livelihood, and health all in the same day. Why? God allowed Satan. Satan came to God to ask permission. Why? You mean God gave permission? But God sees the bigger picture. Well, we know the rest of the story. You read the end of the book of Job. He doubled his livelihood, his household, and his health was back. Wonderful story. The beginning starts out pretty rough. You see his, his, he's in pain. The middle, his friends are giving all kinds of advice, all kinds of, you know, you've got sin in your life, buddy. That's why you're not getting healed. That's why you got this stuff. Oh, my. When we give so-called friends and so-called where we thought we would get encouragement and we're not getting it, we need God. Family will hurt you. Families, there's all kinds of ways we can go with this. When it comes down to your security is not in it can't be in anyone else or anything more than God. And 
So we learn to transfer our burdens. Second, the hindrances could be, I, I mentioned, bitterness, unforgiveness, pride. One of the, one of the most, um, almost like, uh, when you read the Old Testament, you, you really get some classics. Naaman. How many remembers Naaman's story? Naaman the leper, right? What was his problem? Well, there was a little servant girl. She was from Israel, and she says to uh, Naaman, who was Naaman's wife, actually, you know, I wish my Lord, he said, he was referring to Elisha, I wish my Lord was here. He would heal that disease. And got word, got word. Hey, wouldn't it be exciting if word got out that Jesus heals people in this church? That we have a reputation with God's people. They know how to pray and people get healed there. Wow. Oh my. Believe with me for that. Believe for the miraculous. But see, that story is, Neiman thought he would just kind of go and stand over him, wave the magic wand, and he'd be healed. Boy, talk about being upset. Ah, uh, go to the Jordan, the muddy Jordan, like we know the muddy Mississippi. Jordan at that time was murky. And he complained, I'm not going down there. Pride. I'm not going down to the altar. Pride. Well, what if God would heal you if you went down? So he finally was convinced. I could just kind of see him. <laughs> This is miserable. Seven times. One, you know, on two. Is this really going to happen? Boom, it happened. Turned his life upside down. Made him well. The news. God's in control. God is the thing yesterday, today, and forever. Unbelief. We can go on. There's, there's this little word, faith. And I think sometimes we can get on our own selves that, oh, maybe I don't have enough faith. God isn't doing it, but listen, uh, Jesus referred to a mustard seed of faith. It's so small, it's so tiny, I think it can fit on the top of a little a little pin, you know, it's just so tiny. And your faith, if it's that size, you can say to this mountain, be moved. So when Jesus referred to his hometown people, what did he say about them? Remember? Ah, can't do any. I couldn't do miracles because of their unbelief. So interesting how God has woven into his, into this relationship. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So that's, there's our, there are hindrances. And lastly, trusting God for healing. This simple trust. Well, the doctor says I got this, but I'm trusting God. 
I'm going to go to the dog. If, if, I, if they can help me, thank you, Jesus. God raises up people to help us. Luke was a doctor, but he learned to follow Jesus. I love Christian doctors because they got the two things going together. They got the understanding, they got the same thing, they got the faith. And isn't it a blessing when you know you have a Christian surgeon or a Christian doctor? What a blessing. They are the hands of God oftentimes. So however the Lord wants to do it, it's available. Trusting God. I'm going to trust God no matter what. In Job's situation, he came to a place, and later in the book, 15th chapter, 13th verse, he says, though he slay me, yet I will trust. He was so, so, the word stubborn is not the right word to use, but it kind of is. I want to be stubborn. My wife says I'm stubborn. Sometimes it's a good and to be stubborn in some ways, not so much in other ways. Hey, listen, do you know that God loves you? <laughs> whether you're stubborn, whether you're not. I believe that beneath every hard shell, and I'm not talking about anyone here, I believe in every hard case, there's a breaking point where they turn. And I'm not going to mention names, but there was a young man that this week Anna testified about this in Sun Tzu class, that there's a young man in her school that was claiming to be an atheist. And I don't know how it happened. I don't know if he was praying. I don't know if he was... He was in other words, he had a. He came to he came to class reading his Bible. He was sitting in the class or the, wherever it was, reading his Bible. And Anna asked, "What happened? What are you doing?" And something like that. And he testified, "I had a vision of Jesus." And he said something like, "I I am I've been revived. I've, I'm having revival." Anna invited him to church. And he said, I can't come today, but he, this is a young high school. I think he's a senior. God is up to stuff. God is up to stuff. Pray for target people, Lord. You see a face, you see a name, you see a person. Compassion. Don't let kindness. Don't say they deserve it. No one deserves. The devil deserves. Many people are but victims of the devil. Victims. They're held captive. We have different eyes, lens. We view them as opportunity. I love how Patrick Ketterling said, I love, he was preaching on his, at the council, at the meeting, and at the conference. He said, I love fast growth. Stuff like in Corinthians they were dealing with, you know, people that were living in, in inappropriate relationships. And he, he says, I love it when the, we, we don't know for sure if we can 
put them in membership yet because we don't know if they're, you know, ready for that. You know, these people, God is doing something. He's starting with them. He's starting with it right where they're at. And so our healing, when it comes to the body of Christ, is in our Lord. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is the one 